everyone, and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne. Today we're joined by Harshit Chakra. Uh, Harshit is the um, is with OnRamp Money. And Harshit, before we start talking about OnRamp Money and what you guys are doing there in this space, uh, first and foremost, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Wayne, as well. Pretty excited Absolutely. to take this forward and uh, discuss, uh, like, you know, have a lot of things with you. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we'll definitely jump into what OnRamp Money is doing. Uh, OnRamp is doing a lot of great things to onboard people into the space to help with OnRamp, OffRamps, just like the name the name uh, states, right? But before we jump into what is OnRamp, uh, can you tell everybody what, uh, you know, a little bit about your background, what you did before this, and what got you into this space? Absolutely. I think for me, it has been an interesting journey, to be honest. I started reading back, uh, I mean, I always knew Bitcoin for the wrong reasons <laughs> back in 2013 and 14 when uh, that sort of, uh, uh, you know, college friends came together and uh, discussed a lot of things and, you know, of course, uh, the wrong reasons that came out, out, out of that as well. But definitely back in 2017, during my stint with one of the technology companies that I was working for, uh, got to learn more about the tech side of things. Uh, prior to that, I was actually working as a Spanish language expert. Uh, with all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, multinational companies earlier, uh, mm-hmm. looking after the business development growth, the sales side of things for Latin America and Spain. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2017, 16 and 17 was the time where I sort of delved depth in depth with, uh, you know, learning more about uh, Bitcoin, of course, uh, the blockchain technology as well. And from there on, you know, it's been like an unceasing journey to learn, you know, keep learning and keep growing as well. Um, and and of course, uh, you know, music NFTs is something that was, uh, you know, that uh, did put a lot of uh, focus uh, for me as well, because being a musician, I also mm-hmm. delved deep to the NFT side of things. So that sort of uh, pushed a lot of things ahead for me as well. Uh, nice, nice. I, I tell you, um, you know, it's a sweet spot for me. I love NFTs, and I think most people have not even seen the potential of what NFTs can do, um, what what their potential is. And so, I think it's it's we we've when you talk about music NFTs, we we haven't even scratched the surface of the potential of what that could be. We've seen some early iterations of NFTs in terms of um, you know cartoon images, JPEG images, communities being built around that. But I think the missing piece has been um, just showing people how it solves problems and the music industry is a great one uh, for that, especially even here in the U.S., you know, the music industry is uh, only a handful, few, a handful of musicians actually make a ton of money and most of them are only getting scraps and especially with the latest, uh, the way streaming operates today, there's not really a, a good way to reward those uh, artists. Absolutely. I think... Uh... That's when one, uh, that was one area where we sort of, uh, you know, where I personally sort of uh, saw a big potential in terms of how users are getting onboarded onto, uh, you know, the plat- the Web3 ecosystem altogether uh, with mm-hmm. on-ramps uh, coming into the picture. And uh, that is where sort of NFTs also come into place as well, right? Because as a user, as a regular user, they would not want to understand or for, for a regular user, it might be very hard to sort of understand the tech behind it. Right, very similar to how, let's say, you know, some of the biggest companies work. They know how to, users know how to use the software, but they don't know what, 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 how is it actually built, right? So that sort of a flow is something where currently what we see in the ecosystem is uh, people building onto 
uh, you know, uh, building projects, uh, dApps, and you know, uh, products which are uh, easing the use of onboarding as well, like mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of users. And that is where, uh, let's say, even the music NFT side of things as well come into picture. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, we did. Uh, I personally, like in a couple of uh, uh, months ago, I released an NFT on sounds sounds.xyz i was pretty amazed why because oh, nice. there was a lot of community support as well uh, plus uh, we were actually featured in one of the uh, biggest uh, wallet providers that consensus so consensus really liked our story in terms of how we are building into the music side of things as well plus mm -hmm. that, that is where i saw that you know on ramps actually play a big role why because I mean, come on. <laughs> when it comes to Spotify, you just need to do the payment, right? Uh, yeah. At the back end, what happens behind the payment is is something that the user does not uh, really, uh, you know, have to know. Uh, sure. They want the ease of access uh, to uh, to these services as well. So I think that that is where you know on ramps plus all these uh, products which are coming out around NFTs, around gaming, uh, be it around. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, digital assets altogether as well. Physical assets being converted into digital assets, plus real world assets as well, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you touched on some great points, especially you know I've had this actually conversation a few times just this week about the tech. Um, we need to quit leading and telling everybody what the tech that we're crypto, we're Web three, whatever. Show the technology. Show it in a way that your product solves problems, and most people they don't care. How the back end works as long as it works like like I always compare it to driving a car not everybody knows how it needs to know how to work on an engine to operate a car right uh, you just need to know how to use it and that's what we need to focus on more instead of just you know leading with with tech and I think that's what we what we see really throughout the years with tech adoption right you see the first iteration of most tech is not very user-friendly exactly. great tech but it's not user-friendly it's not easy for people to use and as that evolution happens, that makes it easier for people. That's when you really see it start to take off because people don't care how great the tech is unless they, they, they can operate it without any fear, any concern. And uh, as you mentioned, I mean, that's what you guys are doing at OnRamp. Uh, so can, let's dive into that. Let's unpack that. Can you uh, give everybody an overview of what what is OnRamp? Right, absolutely. So what OnRamp does is basically converts any fiat to crypto and uh, crypto to fiat within 60 seconds. How do we do it differently when all the other on-ramps and off-ramps is the ease of login, uh, the lowest fee structure that is out there. Uh, when we say that we are the lowest in terms of fee structure, you can actually go ahead with all the biggest players, check out the prices, uh, and you know we actually give uh, 9 to 10% of additional assets uh, to, the, uh, to the users as well. How do we do it is because of the uh, uh, banking rails altogether. Right? So we are live in more than uh, seven countries right now. Uh, a couple of countries uh, which are going live uh, by the end of this month. Uh, already sort of integrated with the biggest player uh, in, in the market. Metamask, Ledger, Coinex and a couple of more as well. Uh, been closely working with, uh, you know, Arbitrum, Avalanche, uh, Fio and, uh, uh, you know, Ton, the open network as well. So, uh, that is what we see sort of, you know, bringing it together uh, in terms of the user onboarding. Um, I think this requirement actually came up from uh, the Metamask team as well earlier where we discussed and, you know, took things forward in terms of enabling this for uh, for the Indian market. Uh, India is like, you know, the toughest market altogether, <laughs> to be honest, when it comes to regulations and well, right? But 
things look positive. Things looks uh, very good on the positive side as well in India right now with uh, the regulations coming in. Um, now the sort of regulators are being more, uh, you know, open and friendly towards understanding the tech as well. In fact, uh, a lot of these uh, government projects uh, are there as well, which are trying to sort of use the technology, blockchain technology. Uh, to solve problems for supply chain, for medis medicals as well, uh, even for digital certificates as well. For example, Polygon did something with, uh, you know, with the government in terms of uh, with some of the universities as well to give a digital, uh, you know, digital certificates to certify, saying that okay, you know, it's registered on the blockchain uh, and it's you know registered to a specific identity. So I think there are multiple, you know, ways that. Uh, the user onboarding is also sort of uh, you know taken care as well, and as and when we go along with other things that are coming out as well in the space, uh, specifically with uh, let's say generative generative AI and all, I think things look on the brighter side for us as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that's good to hear. And I tell you, um, surprising uh, about India. I remember it's probably been a few years now, but India along the way has tried to outright ban crypto, right in the past. And I recently saw a report about crypto adoption by country. And India was in the top of the list for, you know, crypto adoption. I think you're right when, and I think I hopefully most um, people and, and people in those that are in government or any kind of position of power that, that are hesitant or unsure about, about cryptocurrency and blockchain, when someone looks at it hard enough, with unbiased lenses, they see all the problems this can solve, uh, all the inefficiencies it can solve, all the trust it can restore in in broken systems. Right, it can create a level of transparency. So it's good to see see that happen. And and so um, for now, on ramp is is India kind of your biggest uh, customer base right now? Right. So India, Turkey, uh, Indonesia is something that we've already sort of uh, you know taken that forward with uh, doing on ground work. Uh, with a lot of uh, uh, projects as well. Uh, then Vietnam, of course, uh, UAE is one of the toughest markets to also uh, to enter, um, and Mexico, and uh, you know a couple of more of this there as well. Mm. So in the next, you know, in the next uh, stride for us, uh, by the end of this month, we would be taking uh, Euro GDP live as well. Uh, every everywhere where we, where we are going, it's instant bank transfers. It's not with credit gotcha. cards and credit cards. Because generally that is where uh, you know the sort of fee structure uh, play comes into uh, place, specifically with the, with these big giants that manage yeah. the processing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think many people that are used to using credit cards, unless you've been a merchant, don't understand all the fees that go along exactly. with swiping those cards. So yeah, bank transfers definitely make sense. And you mentioned Mexico, man. It, it's it's definitely important because. Um, outside of where you are, I mean, when you mentioned the countries that you guys are working with already, um, Turkey was in that list and top crypto adoption. Obviously, places that have experienced high inflation, problems with the financial systems or, the, or even the money itself uh, in, in those, those countries. And, you know, it's important to have on-ramps. Um, uh, not, you know, not talking about your company specifically, but on-ramps in general in terms of where uh, not everybody's getting paid in cryptocurrency now, right? So people need to have a way to on-ramp if they want to buy uh, certain coins or tokens, and then an off-ramp if they need to sell those to particular, you know, to pay for something. Uh, so that that's that's an important process. I know for me personally, you know, getting paid 
I, I don't get paid to a bank account. I get paid to a wallet as well. So uh, not all of my bill providers can uh, can accept crypto. So it's it's uh, I'm still having to use on ramps and off ramps to be able to buy and sell just just to live. I think we're going to see that uh, more and more as merchants. You know, I think eventually you're going to see it shift to where okay, as more and more merchants start to accept crypto. Uh, there's still going to be a need for on-ramps and off-ramps because those merchants are still going to have suppliers that they need to go. So I think, you know, I doubt cryptocurrency is is, is at a point anywhere in the near future where it's going to replace um, all the traditional currencies. But it's definitely going to coexist side by side in many places like you see. Like, I mean, what's happening in El Salvador, you can walk into a business there and you can pay in Bitcoin or you can pay in dollars, right? That's true. I think uh, that is how the sort of adoption for uh, digital assets or cryptocurrencies is growing towards as well. Right? A lot of people still are at that stage saying that, okay, you know, I'm like, we are just here for the money, make money and just uh, leave the space. But I think there are real world use cases which are being catered to and, you know, which are being uh, paid attention to as well. Uh, uh, to at least use this technology to, you know, solve uh, a lot of other problems that already exist. Uh, specifically also, you know, how, how you, FIO is doing right now, right, with human readable addresses as well. I think mm -hmm. that is where the picture comes into place as well, where the user experience and the user onboarding sort of actually brings in, uh, you know, a good value for the regular users as well. So I think in that case, yeah. FIO is like a big example itself in itself to sort of push that forward in terms of, you know, the user onboarding experience, giving that user onboarding experience to uh, the regular users. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, when you look at, at like we, those that understand blockchain technology, and, and you don't have to understand it to use it, right? But those that understand know why those long public addresses exist Absolutely. and what purpose they serve. But the user doesn't need to see it. And, uh, you know, it's the same concept when you go to, when, when I go to the website and I type in onramp.money, I don't, it's going to take me to an IP address. I don't yeah. care what that IP address as long as I get there. It's still in the background. And that's, that's kind of what happens with wallet addresses is you type in a handle. And if you type it in right, it's going to get you to the right place, um, get your assets to the right place, and it stops you from making those costly mistakes. Um, you know, and so having having those different tools is it's important. Uh, it's important to be able to send and receive easily, and it's important to have on you know on ramps to on ramp to be able to get in easily, get out easily. Um, you take out that friction of where it's hard for people. And we're going to see more more people use the space. So there's there's so much, man. We go through the whole user experience, even setting up a wallet. Um, seed phrases are clunky. I, I did a test with that. So I was teaching a class recently, and I gave two examples. One of them was Edge Wallet, one of our other partners, and uh, I had the users set up an Edge Wallet. Now the onboarding of the Edge Wallet is super easy and simple. Like okay. the user, in many cases, don't don't even, doesn't even realize they're setting up all the aspects of a non-custodial wallet. And then when they were done with that, I had them set up a MetaMask. And when they got to the seed phrase, everybody got stuck. Everybody's like, what is this? What do I do? And, you know, they were like, I need a piece of paper to write this down. What do I do? You know, what do I do with this? So um, I think having, there's a lot of solutions being built. You got, you, you know, OnRamp's one, Feels another one, a lot of other partners that we do that are looking just to make that user experience a lot, a lot easier because there's a lot of people in the world that don't care about how great the tech is. Does it work and can it be easy for me, right? That, that's what they want to know. I think a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a similar case where we talk about, uh, you know, the biggest 
cloud storage provider as well. I wouldn't take the name, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So the, they've been doing it for years, and uh, uh, the, I mean, everyone in fact uses uh, that cloud uh, storage as well to sort of deploy their applications and everything. But the end user does not know what exactly is happening, right? So they all they care about is how how easy is the onboarding, how do I make transactions, how do I buy something. Uh, how easy is it for me to understand the whole platform, right? So I think that's the case what we, you know, uh, like all of us are focused together as well to sort of build this forward. Might yeah. take a little time, but it's like, I think it's going in the right direction. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's let's talk about some differences here. Um, I know you, you kind of, you said what, what OwnRamp is, but new people that are listening to this or people that maybe aren't that inexperienced, they're hearing a lot in the news about what's happened with FTX exchange and Celsius and Voyager over the past year. I mean, FTX trials started recently uh, with, with uh, Sam Bankman Free. But how to explain to everybody how OnRamp differs from um, the traditional exchanges that some people may be used to using? Right, absolutely. I think uh, the fear for what happened with FTX actually. Uh, you know, bubbled up a lot of things, a lot of questions for a lot of these regulators, a lot of uh, the governments as well, right? The, there were questions uh, where they weren't able to sort of, you know, take care of the investors as well, right? I think mm -hmm. there is a still gray area for a lot of uh, exchanges as well in all the jurisdictions, uh, but there are like, you know, likes of Coinbase, for example, uh, going public, like actually creating a trust with uh, the regulators, uh, even, uh, you know, with a lot of uh, other um, uh, governments as well. So just last week, for example, they obtained a license in Singapore and in uh, in uh, Spain as well, uh, Coinbase. So, yeah. right? so I think uh, that sort of a trust is something that the bigger ones would be able to sort of build and make sure that, you know, it's very clear with all the regulations, or, um, you know, the compliances that come into place as well. Um, how on-ramps differ at this point of time is what we see that, you know, even the biggest exchanges are using on-ramps and off-ramps as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, what happens is basically with all the other, with all on-ramps in fact, in general that uh, that is out there, uh, they do not store any of, let's say in general what happens is, they do not store the uh, the, the digital assets for the user at, the, at that point of time during making the transaction. They mm -hmm. mostly, you know, uh, work as a payment provider, right? So that's a payment layer which uh, sort of enables receiving of uh, fiat into the bank accounts uh, or you know via credit cards or debit cards and then process uh, you know creates an order for let's say the crypto and then send it off to the wallet address directly right so i think that layer that payment layer is something that all on ramps and off ramps are uh, you know very strong about as well uh, the regulation side of things also come into picture where uh, being an exchange and being a payment provider has a lot of differences Right. And at an exchange level, uh, since, uh, you know, a lot of these exchanges, for example, do KYC, don't do KYC, uh, there are a lot of regulations which come into picture, the, the policies, the AML policies specifically. I think all the governments really want to make sure that, you know, uh, there's no money laundering happening, there's no terrorism or uh, illicit uh, activities that are happening. And, uh, and, and that is where is sort of, uh, you know, on-ramps come into play as well, because Acting as a provider, uh, working with the local authorities and uh, with the local regulators and you know uh, government bodies as well to make sure that you know 
uh, there's no illicit activities that are happening. Uh, just that, like, you know, just to put it in example as uh, FTX, right? Uh, that has been like the biggest explosion in the space when it happened. I, I was in London for uh, the token 2049 when that happened. Yeah. And there was there was a little chaos. I, I could feel that chaos in, in the, uh, you know, in the community as well. But there, there were people saying that, okay, you know, they were bullish on in terms of the solutions which are coming out as well, um, you know, which are similar to exchanges. A lot of people say that, you know, it's, uh, it's similar to exchanges. But to be honest, it's not really an exchange. It's a payment provider. It's a payment layer that enables the fiat to crypto conversions altogether. Yeah. Absolutely. So with, with OnRamp, if, I, if I'm understanding this right, users can... Um, there's quite a few wallets and exchanges that that have on-ramp services in it. So when they click buy or sell within certain wallets that, that you guys are partnered with, they'll be able to see on-ramp as an option to buy and sell. And then also you guys have your own platform app that, that users can download to purchase directly. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. I think, uh, uh we are we are actually the second one uh, second uh, let's say on ramp to sort of you know release the app uh, in all the regions where we are live now right and we've seen massive traction on that because at the end of the day we understood that every like you know just in, just to give an example in india india has around 780 million smartphones right yeah. and everybody sort of connected with the internet at this point of time they use apps and it's been growing ever since, uh, you know, in the last uh, 10, 15 years. Um, so it, it is a massive opportunity, it was a massive opportunity for us as well to sort of launch the app on the Apple uh, Play Store. Now is it, it, it's also on the Apple iPhones as well right now in the uh, Apple Store as well. So I think uh, this is what we see saying that, you know, uh, users don't have to go directly to, uh, let's say the website and buy, uh, do a buy option or a sale option. They could just, you know, use the app, uh, do the purchase, deposit in any of the exchanges or let's say decentralized exchanges or dApps that they want, and it's instantly done. Right? I think uh, that was a very uh, clever play for us as well, uh, because uh, just a week ago, uh, we uh, we saw some announcements on another platform which came out, uh, uh, and another another application that came out on the Play Store side of things as well. And we didn't want to wait, like you know, till till the time, yeah, you know, there are other on ramps also pushing into uh, into the yeah. market. So we said, okay, we built this app, just take it live. We'll uh, start, uh, you know, improving as well. I think that that was uh, the play for us as well, where we saw massive engagement, um, like you know, thousands of downloads, hundred and thousands of downloads now. Um, nice. Now, as we go along in other regions as well, people are starting to, uh, you know, know us as uh, one of the applications that can be downloaded and used easily via uh, you know for on ramps and off ramps or buy and sell altogether awesome awesome yeah that's that's great to see um because you can be there wherever people need you if they, they just know they want to go directly and buy crypto they go to on ramp or if they're in a particular wallet trying to transact and they need to add some more funds to that while add some more crypto to that wallet to transact they can you know they can purchase within that app as well so um, right so the likes of let's say metamask ledger uh you know pillow mm -hmm. wallet uh planar finance and um, i think a lot of them as well that that is out there that we are speaking to 
some of the biggest biggest announcements, in fact, in the integration side would be uh, this month as well. Uh, so do do tune tune into uh, you know some of the updates that we have this this month. Nice, nice, and uh, if I'm understanding it right, also, and I know you know a lot of people listening to this may be new to the space, but there may be some people that are working that may have a business, traditional business. Um, you guys have open source code, right, to where someone can integrate a widget um, for your platform into into their website or into their platform. Is that correct? That's right. So uh, the onboarding sort of is very similar, simple, and you know uh, seamless altogether. Uh, what we generally do with um, you know wallets and uh, a lot of projects is get them onboarded, do a K quick K by V, um, you know, get them on a call, explain uh, you know all the details that because there, there there are definitely a lot of questions which come uh, from a lot of projects asking that, that you know how would it work, how would the compliance side of things just work, uh, everything. Uh, I mean, like you know, ton of questions that are bombarded to us as well. But I think yeah. uh, since we have a clear vision in terms of uh, you know working uh, at a long term and like you know uh, making this seamless as seamless as possible, uh, so there's like you know a simple way of getting on a call, like you know create a, a, a call with us, uh, book a demo with us, uh, we you know sort of present the whole live demo, and then you know users uh, the projects can directly register. For an app ID that we share, we create those app IDs based on the requirements that they have, and the integration in 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 itself is uh, quite simple. Just in you know in a day, they can sort of take this forward, uh, take things forward with the integration and going live as well. Awesome, awesome. So, Arshad, as we wrap up and we uh, you know we we finalize this, this podcast, can you tell everybody? Um, where can they find out more about OnRamp? Where can they find out more and where can they also follow you guys? Absolutely. So we're already uh, there on all the so major social media platforms. Um, on Twitter, we, uh, the users can follow us at the rate uh, OnRamp Money. And uh, we also have a live demo, a live page that is out there um, just with the similar name, OnRamp.Money. And uh, uh, we have a Medium page as well where we sort of you know work with uh, projects like Theo and uh, you know others as well where we uh, keep posting updates our partnerships uh, you know the new regions that are, that we are coming out the new features that are being launched as well so uh, medium twitter and uh, uh, you know uh, directly on this web page as well yeah. awesome so make sure to check that out and also so if someone has a coin or token that they want to get added to your platform there's a form on the on your website to submit uh, contact form so you guys can get in touch and see see what you can do is that correct that's right so we also have awesome. uh, 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 an program where we are onboarding more and more projects to sort of enable this fiat to crypto payment side of things as well so the integration is something that we take care at our end uh, and you know the projects can directly reach out to us fill the form uh, you know understand more about the project and see where you know explore synergies to work together on that side as well yes awesome and one thing we forgot to touch on, I just noticed it out the corner of my eye on the website, but uh, NFT checkout is something that, uh, can you explain real quick what NFT checkout is? Absolutely. It's it's as simple as doing a payment in fiat and receiving your uh, you know goods at, at your doorstep. Right? So for example, uh, any of the music projects or any of the NFT projects that are out there, uh, gaming projects as well, um, they can quickly integrate us. Uh, what we take care of is receiving the fiat at our end at our, in our bank accounts reconciling uh, you know the accounts at our end 
and uh, you know whatever the merchant requires uh, in a specific wallet address we directly send that to them directly so and it's real time so there's no lag in terms of uh, you know the payment side of things as well so like instant checkout with local fiat but at the back end powered by uh, blockchain you know. nice i think it's really going to help drive more more people to really understand and use nfts and purchase nfts when they see uh, obviously the value i mean you're that you're definitely passionate about the music side of it because you're a musician, right? But um, there's going to be a lot of use case for NFTs, and it, we've got to make it easier for people to buy, um, just like we do right now for crypto. Until until everything's mainstream and everybody's using it, you got to have those on ramps. So if you're a project or thinking about one and you want to integrate NFT payments, reach out to their team as well. Uh, NFT checkout uh, where your your community can purchase NFTs uh, using their fiat you know fiat currency. So that that's really it, uh, Harshit. As we wrap up, any any final words from you before we uh, wrap up? I think I'm pretty excited to you know uh, share this with the community. Um, I I personally love uh, you know talking to people uh, and you know exploring synergies to work together, of course. But you know, happy to sort of do any connects that is required in in the uh, space as well. Um, I've been like you know a three enabler or <laughs> in the last uh, couple of years, right? So yeah. um, you know that. We do sort of connect with folks and, you know, share, uh, share um, a lot of things as well. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you guys are doing great things. So everybody listening, make sure to go check out their platform, check out the website, uh, and then also follow them on social channels so you can keep up what's going on. I can tell you a lot of things happening in the space. A lot of projects are building out stuff. Uh, you know, the market prices may be down, but people are building. I mean, they're launching apps and I'm sure there's a lot more coming. So check them out. If you want to contact them about your project, uh, make sure to fill out a contact form. So that's it. Thanks everybody for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. All right. Thanks. Thanks everyone. Have a nice one. Thanks.